0: You're listening to episode <laughs> twenty of Fresh of Llapis
1: What's up to all our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning in to Fresh Floppies, the show where we will talk about the comic books that are coming out today, New Comic Wednesday, but we're not going to spoil them so that you can listen to this on the way to the show and perhaps be a little bit more informed on your purchases. Mm-hmm. I'm Johnny Destructo of a Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. It's a comic book store. Come buy my comics.
0: Um, my name is Noel, who owns a cat that was just frightened out of the room by the Sue that started this <laughs> podcast. Um, but you know what? I didn't hate it. I He'll get over it. it. The cat? Yeah. She. Oh shit! You just completely sorry. No, misgendered your I'm misgendered sorry. my, my, my cat. She told me that's. Yeah, What are we talking about today?
1: I'll tell you. The first thing is Fallen Friend, The Death of Ms. Marvel. <gasps> Spoiler from, in the title. Mar- <laughs> from, uh, from Marvel Comics. Uh, written by G. Willow Wilson, Mark Wade, Saladin Ahmed, with art by Takeshi Miyazawa, Humberto Ramos, and Andrea DeVito. And so this is a little um, anthology wrapping up uh, what's happening at the funeral.
0: Not the funeral. It's a prayer service. Prayer service. Uh, at, the, at, um, at the mosque. Yeah, this this book is structured really cool. So those three creative teams are literally the three creative teams that have written Kamala the Longest. Yes. So G. Willow Wilson created her with Sana Anat, I think. Um, and Miyazawa was the artist for that first initial run. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Wade wrote her during Champions and mm-hmm. All New Avengers. All New, All New, All Different. Oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Saladin Ahmed uh, came in and had a run with her. I didn't know how long yeah. it was, but in general, like yeah. maybe was like twenty issues. Max series, of, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. Um, you get everyone kind of doing a uh, a, a a run at this uh, of of the world uh, reacting to Kamala's as well as Miss Marvel's death, which is what this issue is. It's <clears throat> at her local mosque. um an all-day prayer service. Yeah. Yeah, The um, in the book, they kind of, you know, obviously because there's, there's uh, people that aren't Muslim in this book, they kind of describe to you Khatam. I don't know if I'm saying it right.
1: K-H-A-T-M <clears throat> is the word, yeah.
0: Which is a, a prayer service to just um, uh, mourn the dead and the missing or to celebrate the dead and the missing because at this point, they actually only think that she or know that she's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the events of... What was that? Amazing Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Man? What was the event, though? Did it have a name? I don't know. They said, so- oh, oh, the event in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, weather yeah. Weather, shit. Yeah. Um, a lot of people went missing, and Kamala was one of them. So the first chunk of this issue is Kamala's friends who know just Kamala. And then one or two strangers kind of show up out of costume or in mm-hmm. costume. The second chunk is they hold another service for those who are just mourning... Miss Marvel, because it was known that Miss Marvel herself was Muslim. So everyone's like in costume. They do this really cool thing where it's both. Like they yeah. show both the, uh, you know, uniformed funeral and the friend funeral. Yeah. And then they juxtapose them against each other with some overlap, which I thought was really, really nice and really effective for me. There's yeah. two or three times in this book that, I, look, it's comics. I know that she. Is going to be back. Back eventually. Yeah. But there was a couple of like lumped throat moments in here. Like, I miss Kamala too. Yeah. And I know yeah. she's going to be She's fine. fantastic. Yeah.
1: I love yeah. that character. And I was sad to see um, them do this to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that they're doing it for a reason. Um, well, I assume they're doing it for a reason. Which is my assumption is because of her um, TV show. And the fact that she's supposed to be a mutant, and she's got, like, I don't know, Green Lantern powers, basically. I don't know. They're going to bring her back as a mutant as opposed to an inhuman, we're,
0: we're assuming.
1: That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as far as lump-throat moments, I only had the one, and that was about Viv. Viv, uh, who is the Vision's daughter... Turns off her uh, or turns on her emotions. She can switch them on and off. And that, to me, that whole sequence was really effective.
0: So I actually got a little choked up during that. That one, uh, there were two other half moments. The one being when I know it's stupid when Captain Marvel showed up to actual Mm -hmm. Kamala's um, service, not Miss Marvel's service, because it was, you know, Kamala worshiped her just as Kamala. Yeah. When she showed up, was just I don't know. It was it was um, it was effective. It was kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then the very end when Peter finally makes it. Yeah, just his internal dialogue and then what actually comes out of his mouth. I was yeah. like, ah oh, like, oh, that's that was good. So good. That's
1: good. Um, not surprising to me. There is a they show a panel that all over Twitter right now. Everyone's agape and aghast at um, the fact that Miss Marvel Carol Danvers. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel Miss Danvers, Miss Danvers, God damn Carol me. Danvers. Carol Danvers shows up, and she has a hajib Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's like, "I can't believe they're doing this. It's so just." But like, that's what you do um, at these things. It's a sign of respect to wear it. Um, it's also not a
0: requirement because yeah. some people are not wearing it. Yeah. Um, the only thing that everyone does is take off their f- shoes, yeah. which uh, includes Tony Stark in costume. Yeah. So yeah. he literally takes off his boots, his, yeah. metal, his Iron Man boots, which I thought was pretty funny. But, um, no, this was a wonderful, this was a wonderful, like, um, uh, overview of Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel. Yeah. I am not upset. Well, I'm upset in general that, you know, they killed her cause I'm, I find stories effective and when yeah. things happen in stories, it affects me. Yeah. Um, outside of the story, I, I, I am not upset. It's okay. Yeah. Characters live on forever. It's totally fine. Yeah. She'll be back. Uh, and this is, it's not even that she'll be back. It's just. They're not burning the old ones, mm-hmm. and everything is going to be okay. Yeah, um, and she's got a movie coming out, and everything's cool. Just as far as that goes, I don't give a shit. This issue, though, very strong. I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked the story that when which she was taken off the board, and I liked the the follow through. This is cool. I'm yeah. done with this.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with what they did, but I enjoyed this <laughs> issue. This was a well crafted issue
0: agree with what they did
1: yeah the fact that they just she was barely in uh, the spider-man book and then they killed her off um in someone else's book um and it just seemed a little kind of dismissive to the character who did you know she doesn't have an ongoing title they put her in like three scenes in 25 issues of amazing spider-man and then we're like nope she's dead so that didn't sit
0: well with me to me that's exactly what comics does though like mm. side character that's not really being played with right now gets gets leveraged and used over here in order to create another moment to mm. relaunch something else like it didn't bother me okay yeah
1: yep um speaking of spider-man yeah yeah amazing spider-man number 29 came out this week legacy numbering 923 by zeb wells and ed mcginnis mark farmer and marcio Menez. Yeah, this is, I had such a delightful time reading this issue. The interactions between Doc Ock and Norman Osborne, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times. Uh, the art is fantastic. I love the way um, Ed McGinnis draws these characters. Uh, I like what he's doing with Doc Ock's um, uh, goggles. And how they're expressive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, kind of like Peter, um, you know, Spider-Mans are expressive sometimes. I like when they do stuff like that. Uh, and it's a return uh, of the yeah. second most hated Spider-Man character of the year, which I'm say, very excited about. Don't say who it is. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, I was delighted to see that character pop up. Um, how
0: do you feel about octoids now uh, I'm upset with them I'm not ups- I've never been upset with them I just think they're a little you, strange you literally were calling me in the middle of the night <laughs> screaming <laughs> super, and crying were upset about yeah, on octoids on the toilet yeah. just
1: screaming at you about octoids uh, um, but uh, this was so, this, this was a blast I love this
0: so you text me uh, saying you would love this book and we should talk about it and I was like yeah I read it and I refused to tell you what my opinion of this book was okay because in real time I wanted to I wanted to tell you. Okay, this is my favorite book. Period. No, <laughs> that's awesome. This is literally like uh, this so is good. like honestly, I was thinking like I was in the shower thinking about it. Like, have I had this much fun in the last twenty years yeah. with a Spider-Man? That's line? fantastic. Maybe superior, but that was oh, almost yeah. the that was almost like a mischievous giddy enjoy, not mm-hmm. necessarily like I'm enjoying Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah, this is ed McGuinness is fucking wrecking this book it's so good yeah. i like it's i don't hard. remember him being this fun like it's usually like big beefy muscle men with like tiny waists but there's so much expression there's so much like really great timing yeah. like the comedic timing in this book is awesome and i just mm-hmm. if somebody told me like um you know like uh, an artist that could capture this kind of like Uh, Funny interplay I would not think McGinnis No Ever No, Yeah like it wouldn't be It wouldn't be that Show me uh, Tell me an artist uh, Who do you want to see Superman punch uh, Bizarro Like oh Ed McGinnis Sure (laughs) Who do you want to see A nearly 10 page piece uh, uh, A 10 page scene of um, (laughs) Otto yelling at um norman norman i'm like i wouldn't think this is uh, i i love everything about this <laughs> and I, I, I love the way he draws this it.
1: character that shall not be named yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so good
0: i um <sighs> yeah this is this is this is the longest i've stuck with a spider-man run in real time other oh, and that's not true ultimate spider-man
1: oh well of course but besides yeah. that that's like its own
0: i'm having so much fucking fun with this book i love it yeah, i man. absolutely love it and then the the reveal at the end I'm like, yeah, dude, just put it in my veins. Yeah. I like I'm I'm loving the shit out of this book. I think it's very unfairly maligned and I I actually feel bad for anybody that's not enjoying this. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun and I
1: I honestly don't understand all the hate other than I mean, I understand the Miss Marvel stuff. But like the MJ stuff. There's people out there who just have never gotten over one more day and brand new day and the fact that they like dissolved the marriage and they just ever since it's been a hate train. Mm. For Spider-Man because I just want MJ back, um, but man, this yeah, I, I'm so glad to hear that. This That's is, great. This is
0: I'm so happy with this book. It's not yeah. even funny. It, it tickles it's, me. It's it is funny. That's why I'm yeah. so happy with it. Now before we move away from Marvel, mm-hmm. I took the time to read probably the thickest book this week, mm-hmm. which is Moon Knight number 25, uh, officially titled Enormous 25th Issue of Moon Knight 25. Written by Jed McKay with art by um, a whole team of people, actually. I haven't read a
1: single up. issue of this run
0: of Moon Knight. Have you? I read the first six issues. Oh, oh,
1: okay. So I Pick have like a, the
0: the you know the the, the primer, yeah. The start of it. There's also a backup in here by Doug Monk and uh, oh someone else. Doug Monkey, nice. If only I had set up tabs. Oh my God, forget it. It's uh, <laughs> Capuccio and Vinnie. Um, who are the regular artists on this book? Um, so I only read the first five or six issues. I think that first trade. And I I really like Jed McKay. I really like Moon Knight for the most part. Um, I don't have a love for the character, but I've read some really fun runs of the character. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you kind of follow it over to just to see what the creative team is doing. This book, this issue, which is the size of a trade paperback, mm. is up only it's 99 it's 95% all new material. It's only one backup. I was expecting it to be like, you know, 45 reprints and only 20 pages of yeah. new story. No, it's like 60-70 pages of new story. Um, and wow. it's pretty wonderful. Like the uh, Jed McKay has kind of set it up <clears throat> to where you've got a Oh, there you go. There's the the credits. Who are the artist? Oh,
1: Doug Mensch or Monch, is the writer. That's the Bill Sinkevich is the artist of the theater. That's the back one. Yeah. But
0: these, the current. It's Alessandro yeah, had, Cappuccino and Alessandro Vitti.
1: Yeah, you had said Doug Monkey was in this, and I was kind of excited, but Doug Monkey's not I in
0: was, this. Oh, no, Monk. I, I, I say Monk, Doug Monkey. Oh,
1: no. I see. My bad. Um, this, oh, let me ask you this. Uh, the This is an f- enormous 25th issue. Does this, is this a jumping on point or a a end of a story?
0: Yes and no. So what I was about to say, like it's structured as a current day and a flashback. Mm. Flashback from when he was just a mercenary and his team. I don't know how they're connected yet, but I'm assuming they will be. But it's, you're seeing a mission here and then you're seeing him kind of run through a gauntlet as Moon Knight in in current day against some villain I've never heard of. I've never read Moon Knight, so Moon Knight apparently has like a whole rogues gallery of people I've never fucking heard of. Right. He's literally going through all of them and you're introduced to all of them as you go uh, in real time. That's good. In the background, he's going through a mission as just Mark. Yeah. It's, this is pretty strong. Oh, okay. Like, I I did not know what was going on, but I always knew what was going on, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't know that... When they would drop a name, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. However, I was able to follow everything more oh, than great. fine, and it was pretty good. Is this a jumping on issue? If you're curious. Mm. If you're curious about Moon Knight, and specifically this run of Moon Knight, because apparently this is like the beginning of the end. Oh. Um, yeah, I think Jed McKay's leaving sometime in the 30s. Maybe okay. like one more arc. But um, yeah, it was solid. Okay. It's a good anniversary issue. I'm don't like you. i I'm glad it wasn't all backups and reprints. It's yeah. It just was a strong. I hate strong, when they do that issue the art was pretty solid i liked the past story a little better i think that was the one by viddy who's got a lot of travel foreman going on mm. in his stuff gotcha but uh but yeah this is strong if anybody's interested it's uh it's a solid jumping off fresh point enough fresh enough if you've got a um a light week fresh enough speaking of light weeks <laughs> uh if you
1: have a light week they're also <laughs> what came out uh no, issue number one from idw and dark horse comics It is a crossover event of the decade. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things, which I couldn't believe they were doing, until I opened it up and I went, oh, this makes sense. So uh, New York City, 1985 is when it takes place, obviously, because that's when Stranger Things takes place, Um, which is about the time that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were introduced uh, in real time. Uh, I forget what exact year they they surfaced uh, as a comic book, what their first issue came out, what what year that was. But this is 1985. And so all the turtles are drawn. Like, Eastman and Laird presented them in the original black and white miniseries where they all had red bandanas as opposed to in the cartoon when they had, like, multicolored bandanas so you know which one was which. This was like, no, no, we all have red bandanas. And the only way you're going to tell us apart is if someone says our name out loud— or if you see one of our, our weapons. Like, oh, I've got swords mm-hmm. on my back. I must be Leonardo. Um, so the kids, uh, are they've left Hawkins. And they are going to New York for a class trip. And this was
0: actually pretty fun. Was this um, like... 84, by the way. I'm, I'm looking it Thank up. you. May 1984. You were yeah. so close.
1: Yeah. So this is a, the year into their, um, their ninja-ing. In New York City. And the first thing they go up against is, if you know... What's his name? Baxter Stockman. Baxter. I always think Brent. Baxter Stockman. (laughs) Chad. Chad Stockman. He uh, has mousers that used to be in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, comics and cartoons and everything. Except now he is morphing them with the demo dogs. So now they're demo dog mousers. Part robot, part demo.
0: Demo... the demo dog, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them demo mousers. Well, that's that's what um, they call them in the book. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the demo is just the main monster and then the dog is the size. It's the it's the genus and the species of the fake name of the fake things that we're talking with. <laughs> <laughs> What's the kid with the, name,
1: the kid with the the kid name? name? The kid with the, the Dustin. hat. The kid with the name? The kid with this Dustin.
0: Dustin. Yeah,
1: Dustin's the one who like calls them demo mousers and someone goes, mm, not your best. Um, <laughs> so this is actually pretty cute. Uh, I like the art. Who is this? Um, this is um, Pharaoh Pei. Oh, I didn't say any of this. Yeah. Cameron Chittick. Art by Pharaoh Pei, P-E. P-E. Uh, colors by Sophie Dodgson and letters by Russ Wooten. Yeah, it's just,
0: it's a, like, it's... um. Give that a flip. So any anytime that these kind of like weird IP books show up, I don't expect it to be like... It's going to sound terrible. I don't expect it to be top talent. Oh, of course not. Because you're just you're selling the name. Yeah, I, I dig the art. Actually, yeah, I it's not bad. Co- I dig the coloring too. It does feel like of a baton.
1: And yeah, he does. A, they do a really good job of drawing the turtles in the way that Eastman and Laird presented them originally. I guess yeah. Laird must have been the um, the artist, um, Eastman the writer. Maybe they were co-writers. I forget how they divvied up their their team. But
0: Oh, um, so what would you call this? Fresh? maybe fresh, th- enough. fresh enough. I think
1: if you like Stranger Things and you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this is a really cute little crossover, the first issue of a crossover. <sighs> so
0: um, the, yeah, the, the, I was, I was going to say, like the back of this is a three or four page preview of the next book we're going to talk about. <gasps> The Hunger and the Dusk by G. Willow Wilson and oh. art by Chris Wildgoose.
1: G. Willow Wilson, who uh, astute listeners may remember, we mentioned earlier because she co-created Ms. Marvel. Just
0: uh, 12, 13 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is her new book um, with Chris Wildgoose. So why did I why did I give this book a shot? Was it the cover? Um, no. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's a, the Cliff Chang cover, Yeah, which is not the... Um, official cover, it's like the oh, cover B. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Um, G. Willow Wilson, always usually always very solid. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. But then I saw Chris Wildgoose, who is the artist for one of my favorite miniseries from the last couple of years, Alienated.
1: Oh, this is him.
0: Yeah. So oh, I was that like, book oh was shit. Great. Let's go. Um so this is nice a catch. very interesting um, fantasy story mm-hmm. oh definitely so you've got orcs and humans uh orcs uh, tra- uh live in the north humans live in the south is like farmers and, and soldiers orcs are starting to migrate south to take more land because the lands are dying but then something happens to which uh even scares the orcs and they have to kind of create this um alliance humans and orcs fighting off against something much worse hmm uh, so you've got like the, the classic uh, eh, frenemies kind of thing going yeah. and, and can we trust each other to take off this evil because both of us will die, blah, blah, blah. It's very strong. The first chunk of this book is a lot of like table setting. So unless you're a big fan of fantasy, it might be a little like I'm learning new names and new <laughs> and new species and new things. So it's, it, it's a touch of a slog, but as soon as it kicks in after like the, the opening... It's dope. Nice. This is very fun. Um, I really, really like the characters. Uh, you've got a main kind of hero uh, hero battle boy and then like a orc healer who's a female. And this maybe some sparks might fly. We'll Aww. see. <laughs> but no, this is really strong. I, I like this a lot. The art is awesome. Yeah, the art's real nice. Super awesome. And um, and yeah, this is just a really strong book. If uh, At all interested in fantasy and just like really, really tight storytelling. Hunger in the Dusk, number one, it comes out this week. It's I'm very, not a, very good. I'm not
1: a big fantasy guy, but every so often I'll get pulled into something that's like, you know, really good, like Rat Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, but this looks great. Uh, I love, I love the, the presentation of it, the oh yeah, the the cover, the, the stock cover is
0: like a it's a matte finish kind of cover. Mm. This is this was very fresh. This Just, was wonderful. Yeah, yeah this is very looks very great. good.
1: I'll check this out. Yeah. Also, uh, reiterate because you probably haven't heard us talk about it on this show, but Alienated from yeah. maybe two or three years ago, it was a, say like 2020. Five or six issues, super strong. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend Alienated. It's a nice little trade paperback in and out, but Abu very, studios. very good. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on to the last two books of the session, or DC- more. Oh, that's right, you have an extra one. That's okay. Um, DC's World's Finest Teen Titans by Mark Wade and uh, Emmanuel Lupacino. Thank you. Um, so we are both big, big, big fans of the Mark Wade World's Finest run that's going on Four right bigs. now.
0: Big, 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 big,
1: big, 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 big,
0: yeah. That's fine.
1: Um, And so now he's like, well, I also like the Teen Titans. What if I did a World's Finest Teen Titans? So both of these series take place in, let's call it the recent past, even though this one's a little less recent as far as I can tell. Uh, it seem, feels like the Batman, Superman stuff is a little bit closer to our timeline than maybe this Teen Titans. On a
0: sliding Teen. scale of, yeah. of time passage in comic books by months.
1: Yes, not um, long. Like I like they are live streaming, so that's you know. Well,
0: that's no, no, no. So that's that's just comic books sliding scale. Like this is still the past, but they have modern technology to re like just to kind of like make it more modern feeling. Yeah. So yeah, they're live streaming and stuff. But in regards to like when this takes place, I think it's just. I really do think it's like the same amount of time. Like oh, it's it's okay. maybe just because in world's Older. finest. In world's finest, it feels old, but yeah. they're doing all modern tech. The, like the current, the current issues yeah. is about AI. Yeah. So it's just this is. I think this is just like classic comic booking of modernizing older stories yeah. to make it feel like it's not seventy years ago. Right. Um, so yeah, I guess it's. I, I think
1: it's stuff. the team and the way the team is dressed that makes me. it, it really evocative of the original Teen Titans, yeah, intentionally,
0: um, but. But no longer set in the 40s.
1: It doesn't really matter uh, because it's great. Oh, yeah, no. 100%. This was 100% delightful. F-
0: fresh this, AF. I love this book. It's it's the kind of conversation that, if you don't read comics, is confusing to talk about. The fact that like it is still in the past, mm-hmm. but they're using all modern things Yeah, because it's supposed to be a modern book, but it's in the past, yeah, it's but slightly, it's a modern book. Yeah. So like, if you're a 35 to 45-year-old reader, you're like, oh, is this in the 70s? Like right. no, it's it's current day. Yeah, but it's in the past. Like it's not your past. Yeah, it's, it's their past. <laughs> and they're using modern technology. But yeah, no, this book is effing delightful. Um, it's so good. I the I think I saw on Twitter somebody saying something about uh, Mark Wade is rewriting Golden Age DC in current comics. Yeah, and we all need to buy it. Silver? So it sticks. I don't know, silver, gold. And it silver always HM. Me. Either way, he's he's essentially rewriting the, the foundation of the DC Universe, yeah. and we all need to just support it. Because he's killing it. Amazing.
1: It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I may actually be more, because I've always been a Teen Titans guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I am enjoying Batman, Superman, the stuff that's happening in Batman, Superman World's Finest that I enjoy the most is Robin and Supergirl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I've always been more into the... I don't want to call them B-listers, but like the sidekicks, I guess. So uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you saw someone was having a conniption about Batman's response to. I did. Yeah, and it's like did. that's so that's exactly what Batman does.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's not super excited about his ward, who he does consider a son. Uh, going off and doing stuff with uh, other teenagers. With other teenagers yeah. who can't necessarily be—he uh, can't trust that they are as well trained as as Robin is. Yeah. like, yeah, that's Batman. Yo, yep. he's not a fucking cuddle monster. He's just like, <laughs> you guys, you guys just do your best. Like, yeah. no, he's gonna be a jerk about it, and he's going to be overprotective in every every way, shape, and form. And you know what? Roy is a bit of a shithead. Yeah, I like that. I well, I mean, I hate him. But well, yeah, I like but it. I As like that foil. he's not. Like it. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I like that he like stops and poses for the live stream before taking the the shot. You know, uh, lot a lot of fun, lots of love about this. I listen. Here's the thing. I the art inside is great. It's fantastic, even really well done art. It's a personal thing for me to get a cover by Chris Somni drawing all these classic characters in their classic costumes, but slightly modernized. Mm-hmm. And not have Chris Omni drawing the interiors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you're going to have somebody who's not Chris Omni, great choice. Lou great. But the fact that I just... I want what's on you're, the cover throughout a the book. You're of
0: your expectations.
1: Or my preferences. Like, mm-hmm. I w- would prefer Chris Somni. Like, I knew he wasn't drawing this book. But every time I look yeah. at it, I look at the cover and I go, Oh, that's such a good cover. I wish he was drawing the inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I, mean, I just love Chris Omni so much. And he's
0: such a great choice for this book yeah i do like the the modern classic costumes he's got specific types of pads they're not leggings they're actual like pants and yeah this is this is um this really is kind of just reestablishing the foundation of the dc universe which i really really enjoy what can he do next what do you want him to do next world's finest teen titans I i think a world's finest justice league book would be dope sure yeah. yeah, I'd read a, just, a classic Justice League tale. Mm. Is this a
1: mini, or is it it's just... a mini. Just ah, frick. Issues. I was hoping it was an ongoing but that's all right. I'll take what I can get.
0: What do you got? Um, I'm going to take what you can get also, and that's <laughs> Night Terrors number one. Uh, those of you that may remember a week ago, we talked extensively about Dawn of DC's new event, Night Terrors. Yeah. The reason why we ha- talked about a DC book this week that's not Night Terrors related <laughs> Is because it takes place in the past.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Teen
0: Titans. This has taken over the whole line. Um, this is the first official issue, even though it's actually the second issue.
1: What was the last one called? Night Terrors. First Blood. First Blood number one, which was actually Night Terrors number zero. Sure. So if, if for the readers out, for the listeners and the readers out there, if you want to start this event, you want to start with Night Terrors, First Blood. Mm-hmm. and then do night terrors number 1. Although, I'd say you could probably just jump in with night terrors number 1, probably. Yeah.
0: What'd you think? Oh, well, I mean, this is better than 0 first blood. Mm-hmm. 1, whatever. <laughs> um I like the art 10 times. Well, here's, who's who's did the team? It's actually a couple of artists. So, Joshua Williamson, Giuseppe Camocoli, and um Wingard, Casper Wingard. Yeah. Yeah. Um there are Two different pieces to this book, kind of like an internal and an external part, Mm -hmm. because your main character is Deadman. The internal part looks like it's Casper Wingard, and the kind of happening in real time is the Giuseppe Mm Kimmicole. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was ten times stronger than the Howard Porter stuff that I just did not jive with at all. Um, Art aside, strong issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dead man trying to using using Batman's body cuz he's the only one that's still awake. You've got this bad guy called Insomnia who made the world go to sleep and he's he's rifling through everyone's nightmares in order to find the Nightmare Stone, yeah. which Dr. Destiny has hidden in a hero's nightmare.
1: Yeah. Or villain.
0: It's going to be a hero. Well, he he yeah. says hero. I think he says hero. It doesn't matter.
1: I mean, yeah. he's going through, like, Jokers and Poison Ivies and, yeah, trying to find it. So, yeah.
0: I mean, that could be a... That could be just, like, a... But does he say one of yous? I don't know. I, like, that's, uh... <laughs> that makes me think of, like, any time that there's one of these line-wide events where it's just, like, you know, King in Black. Uh... Fucking... Uh, thunderbolts right. like oh what are the thunderbolts have to do with it nothing yeah they just also had a book at the same time and <laughs> the sky was dark um, and so like there being a joker book makes me think like oh this is just a joker book also i didn't know oh. but i think he literally does say in one of you heroes or something like that
1: um because i know and I, I know i had read that it was either a hero or a villain maybe he just
0: um, means one of you costumes i don't know yeah
1: but anyway yeah, this was a, this was uh, very solid actually. Um, I was surprised, and the origin of the character, I was like, he, he he proclaims one thing, and then we find out, well, not not quite that, which yeah, I liked. Yeah. I like that a lot. I was like, oh okay, well, it's almost immediately because that could have been a reveal for later in the series of like, aha, here's your actual thing, and they're like, no, this is he's he's just full of shit. This is shit. A, this is a um,
0: two issues in, or one issue in. Uh, it seems as though it's going at a very fast pace, which mm-hmm. it's only four issues. Is it? Oh, thank yeah. God! And it's every two weeks. Wonderful. So this will kind of fly by. Great. It's only two months. This yeah. this smells like uh, like every time the DC has done an event this quick, it's always to like bridge a gap in their publishing. Yeah convergence future state the kind of thing where it's like all the books are gonna be like this it's really cuz like we're moving across country or yeah. we have yeah. to redo something else so it's very weird that they've stopped the entire line to do this event and there's no like problem I guess
1: yeah I don't know. yeah yeah
0: but yeah it's going by really fast which is fine uh, I liked the reveal at the end of here too so yeah yeah,
1: it's, not, it's uh, I would say uh, it's fresh fairly enough. fresh. Yeah, I think it's fresh enough. It like, oh, I did love the end. Yeah.
0: Oh, that got me excited. There's um. I forgot about that. There's a lot of good stuff in here to like. I just I, I'm I think I'm still sour that it's just taking over all books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't do it. Yeah, it's just give us me. give us the miniseries. You don't have to do Joker and Batman and Spe- Poison Ivy. Speaking of, there's there's Shazam. one
0: there's one that I did read this week because because I normally pulled Shazam because yeah. it's Night Terror Shazam number one um it's just about mary marvel mary marvel falling asleep and one of her nightmares is a dark um what's his name not black adam it's billy but as black adam it's a dark billy
1: oh interesting
0: um because in the current book billy has been kind of being taken over by this like bad feelings yeah like it's it's still a mystery as to why he like lashes out um so it's dark billy the art is fine Uh, it's written by, it's written by Mark Wade with art by, Cruz. you've got the book in your hand. Yes, it
1: is. Roger Cruz.
0: Roger Cruz. Art's fine. Um, it's really hard coming off of Dan Mora. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sorry. It like Michelangelo could be right. Drawing this book and it's like, eh, it's fine.
1: It's not Dan Mora. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, um, this was, this was genuinely, uh, a little unsettling. Oh, yeah. Uh there's a lot of like effed up stuff that happens here and it's it's got a very specific so like the other Night Terrors book that we read that we read last week, they attempt to capture kind of like nightmare logic where you're yeah. here but then all of a sudden it's a different room and you're over here. Yeah. This one really does. Oh. Where it's like she's in the living room and her parents are having dinner but then without really mentioning it, they're actually eating like weird bugs and snakes. Yeah, yeah. Like they the there's all kinds of cool little like asides and creepy logic and then like some really gross murder happens like oh, okay. this is a this was a genuinely unsettling book and i kind of liked it
1: that's awesome yeah, yeah. it reminds me of ravage did you read ravager from last no. week no no yeah. A chance to. yeah that was uh, the, that was the breakout one for me just because it seems like yeah, something important might happen mark wade love it yeah so i'm uh
0: uh i, I mean i'm pulling this book so i'm gonna finish yeah. the second one but yes
1: yeah, we're in a wait-a-sance a, this was, Mark oh. Waitisance, for sure. We
0: never left at Waitisance. He disappeared
1: for a little while and to no, do
0: in, Irredeemable, which was great.
1: Eh, I didn't like the not didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah, get pulled no. in. It's fine. That's all right. Uh, anything else? Are we
0: done? Uh, we could be done. Um, Let's anything be done. you're uh, interested in, in this week?
1: Uh, yeah, I got the Superior Spider Man Omnibus.
0: I mean, that's not a current issue. By Dan
1: so. Slott. So I'm very excited about that. I'm also still in the middle of the secret invasion omnibus which is very good so uh what else is coming out this week i don't, I don't know you're breaking all kinds of rules i am i'm a real piece of shit um. uh
0: oh, oh sirens of the city what's that
1: sirens of the city is a new boom studios comic by joanne Starrer and Kerry randolph um who was drawing um i believe he was doing I, I excellence, excellence. The,
0: yeah the, the art is awesome what yeah it was like randolph he's awesome well i mean even just the the coloring
1: Yep, it's all black and white except for, like, little bits of purple. And uh,
0: red and blue. Like, it's, yeah. um... Yeah, that's very cool.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what it's about, but the cover grabs me. And I like uh, Randolph, so I'm going to give that a shot. No um, idea what this is, though. But issue
0: get. 7 of Danger Street comes out today, which I'm loving. 7 of? 12. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to describe this book. It's by uh, t- uh, Tim King. Tom, King. Tom King? Tom King. Tom King and Jorge Fornes, who... Yeah. Um, just recently did a uh, Rorschach mm-hmm. and much like that book, I have no idea how to describe it to other people. Yeah, and it's very, con- it's, it's very intricate, but I know exactly what's going on nice. and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, great. Yeah. It's, um, it's very weird.
1: Uh, I'm going to go back to it. I read the first issue uh, and I'll definitely go back and, and it's,
0: it's coming out. out. It's coming out like uh on, like clockwork. So nice. I'm in
1: great. All right. Uh, email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com, um with any questions or or uh, anything you want us to talk about. And uh, join us tonight, every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on YouTube. We live stream the Colt Pop podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about...
0: Uh, we're going to have an animation show. We're going to be talking about the recent Netflix film, Nimona, mm-hmm. oh, adapted by Andy Stevenson's uh, very celebrated graphic novel. And... Uh, the first two episodes of My Adventures with Superman. That's right. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the... Um... I didn't watch it. Me neither. All right, great. Yeah. So those two things.
1: <laughs> that's all we need. Um, <laughs> all right, thanks so much and we will talk at you later. <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: If you're listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later. Thank you